0: big fancy lights with your kino flows.
1: That's what they call it, right? Mr. Lights and then Best Boy?
0: Yeah, there's Mr. Lights. (laughs) So if you look at the end credits of any movie, uh, there's Mr. Lights, there's Best Boy, uh, there's a Props Master, which I think is a great title. Um, Yeah, you have a cool dude. You have uh, Sick Hookups. That's the guy who plugs everything in.
1: Oh, okay. So that's not like... Okay, that's not like a matchmaker.
0: No, that's a different guy. That's a set matchmaker. Okay. Um, who you know and and sometimes they're a- incredibly good at their job like on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith where like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, you know, they meet and it's like, hey, what's this? What's going on? You know?
1: That was an excellent matchmaker.
0: Matchmaker matchmaker make I, me a match. I wish
1: they hadn't cut that category out of the Oscars.
0: Yeah, best matchmaker. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: You can hear the rascals. To set the scene, there's two cats chasing each other. And only one
0: cat sitting on this futon.
1: Hey, and it's <laughs> me. Cat's guy. <God. laughs>
0: Coming at ya. Live from a room bathed in
1: purple light. And I well it's actually bisexual lighting oh. which creates purple. You see there's pink above you and blue on the on the key side.
0: Wow. It's your
1: key light. And okay. your overhead light.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: sure. Mr. Light taught
2: sure. me that.
0: <laughs> Where's my backlight? Mr. Light's... He, I love that guy. <laughs> His head is a big light bulb. He's just... And every you know when he's got an idea. Because it goes ding!
1: He's definitely the most, like, overworked person in Hollywood. Because he does
0: lights for everything.
1: Yeah. It's hard to book. That's why scheduling is such a nightmare. Such
0: a nightmare. In and you know... You know every... Like... You know, you turn on Netflix and you're like, "Wow, they released 37 new shows this week." Mister Lights did all
1: of that. He's there. He's there on set. And you know, there are some there are some shows that try to get away with like not using Mister Lights, like Ozark or like <laughs> some of those dark and Marvel's shows. The
0: Defenders, or uh, is like it, it cannot be viewed if it is if there is a light on in your room, you cannot watch. Marvels the defenders because you cannot see what's on screen. Yeah,
1: or the, there's one season of Stranger Things I think that Mr. Lights wasn't on for,
0: and it shows. It definitely shows. It fucking
1: shows. It's a sacrifice, but also he was too
0: busy on Shrimp College or whatever new Netflix show is coming. <laughs> 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 coming oh, up. I
1: love Shrimp College. Remind me the plot of Shrimp College again. Shrimp
0: College. No that's not what you think., uh, yeah, I because when you hear the phrase shrimp college, it's coming back to me, you think of a college attended by shrimps.
1: I yeah, that is what initially drew me to shrimp college. But then
0: misleading advertising because then then you found out that it was a college for short people.
1: Oh my, yeah, and they they tried to be, like, a little more... And not,
0: not like a little people big world situation. No. No, just short people. (laughs) Just, just like people who are about five foot oh. Okay. It was really easy to frame everyone, because it was mandatory, the actors had to be five foot nothing.
1: And this was, they had their own college?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Where they learned how to get by in a world made for people bigger than they are.
1: Okay. Yeah. I. This, yeah. This is coming back to me.
0: Yeah, it was a hit. It was the number one draw. A billion people watched it in its first weekend out. A billion. <laughs> a cool Billy.
1: Cool Billy. <laughs> yeah, a conservative Billy.
0: A conservative Billy. That's underestimated, you know, because we don't we don't want to brag. Over here at Netflix. I'm the president of Netflix. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. I got my promotion from nothing to president of Netflix. Uh, and it's going really well. Uh,
1: What's your favorite part about being president of Netflix? My favorite
0: part about being president of Netflix has to be the... to dum uh, Does that
1: every time you, like, the elevator opens to your floor?
0: Every time the elevator opens, every time the elevator closes Flushes every time toilet? i get a call every time i clock out for lunch <laughs> every time i clock back in from lunch i've unpaid lunches um, oh, that's, that's we're fucked we're, up. we're pinching pennies are you, over at netflix are
1: you unionizing are you leading the union effort no
0: i am actively every time one of my pinkerton's stops the netflix union from forming to dum. uh <laughs> every every time uh, I take a big shit it goes ta-dum.
1: okay uh, yeah.
0: every time I uh, jerk off at work to relieve some stress it hears you it knows it knows
1: and then everyone's like well that could be a million different dums, but we know what that one but is. we
0: know what that one was because <laughs> he's not clocking in he's not clocking out the elevator's not opening but and uh, he just took a big old shit so it can't be that one uh, and on a really tough day you hear that one like four times.
1: <laughs> Uh, that sounds like a great day that sounds like shot day for those me. are the
0: best parts of the day those are the highlights of my day
1: yeah that sounds like the day that I do my testosterone shot mm-hmm. which is a great day for me
0: yeah absolutely if I'm like it's rare but if I'm like having sex with my Netflix wife and it's going oh, really well you Netflix? sometimes like to dumb twice when I'm with my Netflix <laughs> wife
1: why is your why is your wife called a Netflix wife? Is that like a word? wife? is that the president
0: of Netflix? She's <laughs> okay. my Netflix bride. She loves all our shows.
1: Okay, so
0: <laughs> she loves Shrimp College. We met on the set of Shrimp College. I was visiting set that day.
1: You moved. You
0: moved up through. You cut your teeth at Shrimp College. I cut my teeth at Shrimp College, where I was not employed. I was just. I was around the set. You're a volunteer. I was a volunteer. And I I was walking by, I was, I was getting an unrelated croissant and coffee. And I looked over and I said, what is shrimp college? Uh, and, and they said, that's a profound question. What is shrimp college? You're hired. And they're like, you got moxie. There's something about it. You got chutzpah, kid. You got, you're asking all the right questions. Uh, so they, so they sent me up and I am now, I am president of Netflix and I have a Netflix wife.
1: That, that's amazing. And thank you for bringing crazy ex-girlfriend to Netflix Of which we watched two episodes.
0: That's right, because this is, of course, Crazy Ex-Pod Friends, (laughs) uh, a show so-called, not because we are ex-friends, but because we used to have a podcast together. We still do, but we used to, too. And yes, I am one of your hosts, president of Netflix, uh, (laughs) TV's Kevin Lanigan. uh, And that
1: is where the TV comes in. We finally have an answer. It
0: comes from my being president of Netflix. TV's, the future of television.
1: TV's Kevin Lanigan. I am trying
0: to get it legally changed to Netflix as Kevin Lanigan. <laughs> or Netflix presents <laughs> Kevin Lanigan. i
1: that isn't easier as president to get that changed. But I know that trademark law and... It's tough. It's, because, like,
0: you know, what if I get fired? And then Lannigan. they have this guy running around whose first name is technically Netflix.
1: Oh, that's a great Just point. like
0: my son, Netflix.
1: You named her son Netflix. I
0: named my son Netflix. I love my company. I love where I
1: work. That makes sense. I actually knew somebody this is dark. It's not dark. She's a nice person, and I I wish her the best. But her name is Merrill and she's named after Meryl Lynch. The bank. (laughs) (laughs) But she's doing well as expected. That's
0: I mean, yeah, as is Meryl Lynch. Yeah. Um, yes, and as is, uh, my Netflix wife, Sally Mae.
1: Sally Mae. I...
0: You maybe have some loans that you
1: owe her. Okay. Yeah, I... I'm more interested in Mary Kay. A Mary Kay wife is what I'm looking for. You are,
0: I love a wife who's in an, in an MLM. <laughs> I, lo- I love a wife who <laughs> outs us thousands of dollars so she could buy a bunch of bullshit that takes up our whole garage and then get her friends in on the
1: pyramid scheme. There's a light pink Cadillac in this neighborhood that says Mary Kay on it, and I have so many questions, but I don't think I want answers. No. I think I'd rather just have the question.
0: I also, maybe I'm just divorced from the goings-on of our contemporary culture. I thought for sure Mary Kay was like, no more.
1: Me too, especially just from watching Drop Dead Gorgeous. I thought that was like a dig in itself. In yeah, I thought Mary Kay dropped dead, you yeah. know,
0: when, when they saw that film.
1: Like in the year 2000, I thought that was enough. I thought for
0: sure we were done.
1: Enough of a roast.
0: But I don't know. I mean, if the internet has taught me anything, it is that white women love pyramid schemes. <laughs> they yeah. they're a, a white woman loves nothing more than an MLM. Um Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I watched what was Murder on Middle Beach and The Mom and that.
0: Is that one of our fine Netflix offerings?
1: It's, it's actually, I think it's HBO. Mm,
0: our steep competition. <laughs> uh, I do, of course, do not watch HBO because HBO is not on Netflix. It's Yet.
1: <laughs> HBO is not on Netflix.
0: HBO is not on Netflix. Yet. Now you can still order our DVDs. You can still order DVDs of your favorite HBO shows through our through our DVD service.
1: I love that. I love that you still have that. You still have it. Still one. It's one guy filling envelopes, but he's he loves his job. Is it the same guy from Pam and Tommy, who filled the um, VHS? You didn't watch that show, right? It was
0: not. That is not on Netflix. That is a that is a Hulu original. My apologies. Thank you. But, but it's Seth- my understanding that Seth Rogen is on that show, and he yeah he sells a bunch of Blu-rays.
1: He doesn't sell Blu-rays, he sells VHS. A VHS, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm Blue used Rays to the Netflix model. A Netflix show has never been released on VHS, don't quote me on that.
1: <laughs> that's true, actually, and that's... Except for, no, yeah, except, yeah, except for the box sitting right next to you. <laughs> I have a novelty box of um, The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Blind Manor, Um it was like the last time that I two had...
0: fine Netflix originals. I think my first two daughters will be named The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor.
1: Yeah, and Bly for sure. Short Bly and Hill, I guess, would be. Those are
0: great, and everyone will assume her name is Hillary. But no, her name is The Haunting
1: of Hill House. <laughs> and both of their middle names is House. That's so cool. Yes, of Hill House Netflix because they're sisters, the House Sisters. Haunting of Hill House. Is their last name Lanigan or Netflix?
0: No. My first name
1: is Netflix. My (laughs) last name is Lanigan. I actually stole my dad's first name as my last name. That's true. You did a little heist. Yeah, my dad's name is Scott, and I used it because a running bit in our last podcast, of which was an ex-podcast, is the next whatever, Mm -hmm. um, was my loose ties to Jeb Bush, which still was never revealed because we never finished. Hamilton
0: That's right and we never will. I do not know what happens
1: <laughs> you ne- yeah
0: I never learned we did 50 minutes of Hamilton
1: <laughs> you only know Hamilton through minute by minute you actually I have, have no never experienced
0: idea. it outside of that context
1: and that is the best way. To I live. agree
0: it was the ideal way to consume a two and a half
1: hour musical. I'm white Josh was the first note that I took.
0: <laughs> You're white Josh. Well, speaking of white Josh, so, so, uh, yesterday, uh, my friends and I were watching some, some, uh, Tony clips and Macy's Thanksgiving Day per, you know, just like I was well, in that. watching the Broadway shows, but I was in Macy's. In the, Day okay. Uh, circle back to that. Okay. Um, at the Tony awards performance of where Daniel Radcliffe was in how to succeed in business without really trying. Heard of it. Um, and they're singing Brotherhood of Man at the Tonys, right behind Daniel Radcliffe. Dancing his little heart out is White Josh. Oh,
1: he was a...
0: He is a featured... Da- he's, like, down right behind Daniel. He's prominently featured as a dancer in, in How to Succeed in Business Without Really
1: Trying. He really looks like a dancer.
0: He really is. And he... White Josh does not do a lot of singing or dancing on this show.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so but like he how- is a broadway dancer
1: like how Artie was a dancer and
0: um right and he's he was arguably the best dancer on glee but uh his character was in a wheelchair so they did like one safety dance to be like see, see? yeah they did like one fantasy sequence to which i say like why not do some more like your glee like no one cares about the internal logic of your bullshit
1: yeah yeah, we don't, sorry, again, somehow we always get back to a Ryan Murphy project, um, but I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know that White Josh was a formal performer. I know yeah. that there's a lot of Broadway performers in this of course. show um, that don't always do Broadway things. I yeah. guess this is where they take their little break in their little paycheck.
0: Right. Hey, you got a steady uh, network paycheck for four years. I'd take that. Yeah. And, uh, but White Josh is part of a couple group numbers, but I don't, it's not until the penultimate episode of this show that I think White Josh gets a showcase number. It's crazy. The last... Like, like the the last episode, the second to last episode of the entire series is the only White Josh-centric number that I can think of. That's so interesting. That's so
1: interesting. Maybe... I don't have any theories, actually. Yeah. I think
0: you hire as many talented singers and dancers as you can, but the character of White Josh just perhaps does not lend himself to a lot of showcase numbers, in my personal opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't really carry a lot of the drama. He's a pretty low-key sort of guy. Not that you can't write a song about that, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's why my first note was I'm White Josh is because I'm transitioning to a low-key character from more of a protagonist role in my life. Yeah. Like people who have been expressing, like, main character energy, and I know that that's a trend. I've actually been down, down trending. I've, <laughs> I've been going down.
0: Been moving down the call sheet.
1: Down the call <laughs> sheet, yeah. But I we have argued many times. That's more fun down there yeah we in fact it's never been an argument it's just been agreement yeah Um, we we agree we love the supporting character and we love just being in the character role of it all
0: i love to be a supporting character i don't really care to be a lead um i really love just coming my little plug and play again uh, ideal role is the lab technician on like csi Yeah. The guy who's just like, you're never going to believe this. This is nuts. Like, we found traces of meteorite dust in the victim's body, and then you never see me for the rest of the episode. But I collect that paycheck every single fucking week. I work, like, one day a week.
1: (laughs) You're in the background, though, of the scene where all of the monitors are covering the wall. Yeah. And, like that like the surveillance is happening with like the main mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. and then somebody cuts the power. Yeah. You're in that scene. Lab
0: tech or computer person. I would happily be the person at the keyboard who's like, No, we were tracing this through an ATM camera across the street. You know, I would <laughs> again I would I would kill to do that in a second.
1: Yeah. And what I've said recently, at least this year, <clears throat> I think I put it on a on a TikTok, of which I'm not famous so no nobody has seen it. Is I'm open to being uh comic-con famous that's actually what i've decided mm. i want i want to be booked and blessed comic-con famous i mm. want to be in some like super geeky franchise mm-hmm. where like i feel like i can buy into like the lore and really just go you're get the, in the one ways. in the
0: cast who's like i'm in this with you i also am nerding out on this
1: yeah like i'm like kind of kind of too hot to be a regular attendant of of Comic Con, uh-huh, but uh-huh. I get to be invited every. The way that like drag artists, like famous drag artists, get to live their life in fame in very small pockets, like that, but sure. w- much less effort than a drag.
0: Yeah, you want to be on like a Farscape or something like that. Yes. Then you're the you're the person when the nerd is like, I have a question about the quantum, and you're like, ah, dude, those quantum's. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you
1: get it. But I have like I don't I don't get really irritable about it I'm I'm I still have a sense of humor you know like I'm, I'm more like a little cheeky but I say something that's like I do know what I'm
0: you're like about. I get you with those quantums dog yeah uh absolutely so I obviously we can talk a lot about crazy ex-girlfriend but you and I did have some very a very musical weekend yes between the two of us and I think uh, we might as well talk about that a little sure bit
1: as well. sure Starting with the Be- gift of Florence. It
0: began on Friday night when you and I attended Florence and the Machine at Madison Square Garden. A sold out Madison Square Garden show.
1: It was sold out?
0: It was sold out. Because
1: it was so like spotty at the beginning that I was just like, oh, people I was like, aren't coming back. Oh
0: No, she they're back. They filled it up. I don't know if you saw it throughout the rest of the show. It was, it was I did.
1: Bags. I did. But I just thought maybe, yeah. Now yeah. the
0: two seats next to us, they did not show up. But I believe it was still <laughs> technically like sold out, you know. Uh, those people were just out a couple hundred bucks um, for a show they did not end up attending. But it was magical. It was wonderful. I've wanted to see Florence for over a decade now. Uh, and I was mesmerized the entire time. Hypnotized, if you will.
1: I've been trying to find the like, set list on, because I'm always like, oh, there's definitely at least one fan of any like famous to somewhat famous performer that has put together the lit set list order of so course. that I don't have to because most performers that I've seen this year have been like albums and things that I don't know all the songs yet or like couldn't can't like get my Shazam out because they're live performing <laughs> so rude that's been nice to be like oh like that one song with the lyrics that I like mm-hmm. like I've been listening to that and for those it's been what were the songs, Florence Atlas? I've been listening to Morning Elvis oh. and Choreomania.
0: Hey, those are good ones for the new album. Yeah. If I make it to the morning.
1: Yeah, and I really liked King, but I already li- that was the one that I already liked from this album. Yeah, that's a great one. That was, yeah, the standout. It's a
0: banger.
1: <clears throat> yeah i don't know it's interesting with artists like that i never have like a temperature check of like what peers also like that artist yeah i'm like well i like florence from a very specific like tumblr teenager place and i think my sibling and i reshot and here it is in the in the link is in the notes of this podcast uh sure (laughs) i don't know we'll see if i can find it um we we shot like a version of Cosmic Love on the rooftop of my apartment building. The
0: stars, the moon, and it was just
1: like my feet in the grass, Whoa, and then like so doing arty. doing a cartwheel, oh, and then like damn. wearing Toms. It kind of looks like a Toms commercial. Oh wow,
0: so you showed free feet. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> broke was, the one rule.
1: I was fifteen.
0: Oh, that's the other rule. The second rule
1: i was 15 Don't i be thought 15. i thought my child feet was okay to no, show on the you internet so wrong okay i hate how many things the internet has ruined yeah <laughs> feet the, an important part of our bodies i think one of my first finals was also a florence in the machine though i've always i used to have a really good florence impersonation um where i would mostly just sing the vowels that she sings because ah. it is hard to know lyrics if you don't already know the lyrics to like pick Mm. out what the lyrics are unless she's doing her toxing thing which she does more in this album sure
0: and listen i love i i she she i don't know how to describe her belt but i've always called it like a warble yeah it's yeah it's a very like it's it's a unique sort of thing it's different than a lot of other belters and i love it it's very like It's a very powerful musical experience for me. It's full of vibrato,
1: and it definitely feels very like in her brand of like pagan witchy. Yeah. Yeah, it feels kind of like it's not like that it would exist in in other time periods than just contemporary time periods. Absolutely. You don't hear that a lot. Absolutely. It's a bravado
0: that echoes back through the ages. Yeah. Yeah, or vibrato. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So that's good. And then you saw Into the Woods. I
1: just saw it today. Yeah.
0: Was this a special Into the Woods occasion? I've heard a lot of people talking about Into the Woods. It the
1: is. Way. Yeah, because it has like a spectacular cast that also rotates. I think.
0: Okay. Um,
2: ooh. Sorry. Uh,
1: Sarah Bareilles, I think. Whoa. Was at was affiliated. I need to do more more background on where this production started and mm-hmm. whatever. But I saw Patina Miller from Pippin, who's my wife. She's in a PowerPoint of mine um, from, like, 2017, which outlines when I figured out I wasn't straight. And it's, like, there's, like, photos of her from when she was leading player in Pippin. Thank you, Patina. And I didn't realize that she hadn't been on Broadway since that production. Wow. Um which was like 10 years ago. Um, she looks exactly the same and she's gorgeous and she's been on Madam Secretary since then and a mm-hmm. bunch of other things. Um, but just a stunning voice and hasn't aged a day in 10 years and is a queer root of mine. And then the other one is Gavin Creel of many things.
0: Up. I'm sorry. This is, we, there's a, I, uh, love the theater I constantly hit a wall by
1: not knowing who any of the performers are. Yeah, I think I mostly know like of shows that I haven't seen. I know them through like the original Broadway cast recording, like their names coming up all yeah. the time. But Gavin Creel was in a production of Hair in two thousand nine. He was in Eloise at the Plaza at Christmas time as a film. And I think he dated um Zachary Quinto at some oh, fun. point. That's yeah. nice. That's great. When Zach Zachary first came out, um, around Heroes era. Yes. Um, I think he was dating Gavin Creel and I was just like, oh my God, super couple. Um, what else has he been in? it has been in, like Guys and Dolls and like a, a bunch of things. But he, he and Aaron Tevey and Jonathan Groff are sort of my like triangle of, gotcha. of men. Um, but Gavin Krill, maybe being like the less famous of the three, um, but I always felt like was in the same.
0: Those people are about element. equally famous to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which is that I don't know who they are. Oh, okay. Jonathan Groff is Spring Oh, Day I'm sorry. Day. Jonathan Groff,
0: I do know. He is the most famous of
1: them. Yeah. And then easily. Aaron Tave was in Next to Normal, and then Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other things. But those are two identifiable ones. Gotcha. And Catch Me If You Can, the musical. Norby Leo butts. Yeah. There we go. He went to he went He to ours. was in the Webster
0: conservatory though before our time. Well before our time.
1: I would imagine, yeah. Because yeah. he was in Wicked.
0: Yeah. Well
1: I'm just saying. <laughs> when I was in um, fourth
0: grade. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, fine. Uh but yeah, Norby, Norby, uh big big guy. Uh yeah Some
1: would say this is a Norby fond podcast fan podcast.
0: Yeah, we're a Norby fan podcast. We're gonna watch Fossey Verdon where he plays Paddy Chaevsky. It's gonna be great. Um yeah, so there you go. Uh but, but, but anything else to say about Into the Woods? Did you have a good time?
1: I had a good time. It was
0: Were there giants in the sky?
1: There was, and they did it wonderfully. Um mm-hmm. they... And Stephanie J. Block is in it with her husband. Which one thing that's cute about um, with her husband? They play Baker and Baker's wife. Cute. I will say that like I was afraid that I would peak in high school playing the witch and in Into the Woods, and it was hard to put that feeling aside and enjoy it. But Patina is the perfect casting for that deep insecurity of mine. I there think, will like,
0: be more productions of Into the Woods if you really want play the witch one day
1: i don't know yeah from where i'm sitting today i i couldn't sing it with my voice changing but uh patina's i think perfect casting i remember being really intimidated hearing that meryl streep was gonna be in the movie when i was in in college lol lol (laughs) um but yeah patina is like just perfect for we all know how
0: that shook out because we all saw the film into the woods everyone saw it we all remember it really
1: well. I saw it. I, I usually see whatever like, music like live action musical comes out on Christmas, if one does. So I've seen like Dreamgirls and Greatest
0: Showman,
1: Greatest Showman and Les Misérables, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Mary Poppins and Returns. There's been less.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a, I guess the pandemic kind of slowed that down a little bit, but we are overdue. It's a nice tradition. To have at least one, uh, well,
1: West Side Story. I actually skipped. I skipped West Side Story. Mistake. I probably was and wasn't. Yeah, because there is a trans person who I look up to in that um, production. Who plays nobody. Um, But other than that.
0: Oh, well, it was a great movie. was my overall.
1: I just am not an Onsel fan. He is the weakest element.
0: He does not derail the movie. The movie is so strong that like even having a non-ideal Tony, the thing is just so impossibly fucking good outside okay. of that that it really for me it was not distracting as someone who is also not really an Ansel Van.
1: Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah.
0: Check it out. Streaming somewhere on one of my rival platforms, I bet. But it's streaming on that nefarious HBO Max, but one day we'll get it on Netflix.
1: Oh, they just dropped on the Roku channel on Underdog. Um, They dropped the production of Heathers that I saw in London. Whoa! Just dropped it? Yeah, it's on streaming. Amazing. And and it's, I think you'll- I love a pro shot. I think you'll enjoy it because it's, and that's actually interesting that you love a pro shot that is a, can be a controversial opinion in theater. So,
0: really? Okay, I love I love uh, anything that makes theater more accessible without spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars.
1: I agree. Um, I'm with you, and I feel like I'm alone in that sometimes. What? That's wild. This production of How should it be the same cast that I saw, which I think it is, um, if, like, everybody's playing the same role that they played, Uh has, it's really, the way that, like, Americans do British accents in funny, probably, like, not regionally placed ways, that is probably amusing for UK people is how I finally felt that catharsis of watching the show and being like, wow, like these American accents are all over the map. <laughs> they're not bad necessarily, but like they're, re- they're like the really distinct dialects of like super Michigan and there's a super Boston and there's a super like <laughs> super but it's Long America. Island.
0: It's been possible to know where Heather's is set. Heather's the musical.
1: Yeah, even though like it definitely takes place in the mid- Midwest like canonically but I think I think uh, I think Veronica is supposed to, is supposed to be the center of wherever it is and everyone else has different accents I see which is very amusing I, I think okay and uh, yeah
0: dropped on the Roku channel which means it's free because unlike my beloved Netflix you don't have to pay for the Roku channel
1: one thing that I would like to say about your platform Netflix is mm-hmm. it is the only. Uh, anything online that I've never had to change a password for. It's been the same password. We are very unsecure. We let you get hacked, and that's part of what we're selling to you. I think we've had the same password since and haven't had to change it for any reason. Yep. Since...
0: And your information has been stolen. We just... What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to do your job for you? You change your password. I'm not going to tell you when.
1: That's just so funny, because so many things, like... Amazon Prime and stuff like two-factor author two-factor authentication whatever and then Netflix it's like no, you're never gonna have to change it. You're never gonna have to change it. <laughs> that is the Netflix guarantee. Like zero. Also, like there isn't like a character amount. There isn't like letters and numbers. There isn't like a special character. Your
0: password is your own at Netflix.com.
1: <laughs> and I love that for you guys.
0: Thank you, and for you, the consumer. Uh, yes, and to round out our little, our little musical weekend, I got together with some friends yesterday, uh, and for obvious reasons, we watched, uh, Diana the Musical, which is streaming now on, oh, where? Oh, where is it streaming? Oh, netflix.com. We have all the finest musical offerings, including the pro shot of Diana the Musical, and, uh, you know, dropping kayfabe for a second. Uh, it sucked. (laughs) It's fucking, it's fucking terrible. Uh, But I did watch it with three friends, and we made jokes at it, and we had a great old time. Uh, But it is essentially an unlistenable uh, uh, piece of musical theater. You know how in a real musical, um, where a song will go, like, will happen, and then it'll pause for a dialogue scene, and then the song will keep happening, and eventually the song will resolve? Yeah. You're aware of this very typical structure. Not in Diana the Musical! They do a song for a little while... It never resolves. There's a dialogue scene and then a new song starts. You never get the ending of any song in Diana the Musical. That's so
1: interesting. It's
0: It's edging the musical. You just, you never get to, the bass never drops. You never nut in Diana the Musical. I never hear the ta-dum sound when I'm watching the Diana the Musical.
1: Maybe that's thematic of her life. Wow, because it was
0: cut short, just like every single song in Diana the Musical. Exactly. It's an artistic statement by the keyboardist for Bon Jovi who wrote the music for Diana
1: the Musical. Oh, interesting.
0: Not even John Bon Jovi. Just so you want... For your for your British monarchy musical is the keyboardist from Bon Jovi, just who you want when you are telling the story of Diana Spencer, Princess of Wales.
1: I have so many questions now. Like you I shouldn't. I wasn't interested in seeing it, but you've you've laid out so many interesting things that I mean, it's probably it it sounds like to you, it's not even camped.
0: There are also so many individual instances throughout the musical where they rhyme the same word with the same word. That's maddening. They yeah. they my friend had warned me about one moment that like drove them nuts, but as I was reading the subtitles throughout this, it it's constant. They're always rhyming like people with people and believe with believe, which again, like believe, nothing rhymes with believe. You couldn't think of another word that, that rhymes with believe. No one's ever done it. It's never been
1: used in a song before. The word believe, um, anyway. Yeah. I'm just of the thought, like, if you're going to do that, just don't rhyme. Like, just like say what you're going to
2: say. Just
0: say what you're
1: going to say. Uh, And their big anthem that
0: comes, is is the line. Like, you know how in a good musical, like, someone wrote a really brilliant line or lyric and they'll repeat it a few times? Mm -hmm. Uh, That instance in Diana the Musical is the phrase, a pretty, pretty girl in a pretty, pretty dress. (laughs) Which is the most nothing burger line. That's her big triumphant act one closer. And then they repeat it so many times in act two. The phrase, a pretty, pretty girl in a pretty, pretty dress is like, their my shot. <laughs> is, is there, is there nonstop. That is their triumphant on my own song is a pretty, pretty girl in a pretty, pretty dress.
1: Is it Diana singing it or is it other people? Yes. And
0: both sometimes she is calling herself a pretty pretty girl in a pretty pretty dress and sometimes it's like her gay stylist who's who sings about her wearing a fuckity fuckity fuck you dress uh um, that, was that a line it, well in the netflix version they say
2: feckity
1: no <laughs> f-e-c-k <laughs>
0: No. Because it's, uh, it's a world of difference. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not camp. I know camp. It's no. not camp. It's just bad. Not everything that's <laughs> bad is camp and I need the internet to get it through their fucking skull. That Sometimes nothing is bad in a boring way like Diana the musical.
1: Bad in a boring way is a great... Yeah, is a great take for media in general. We need to start saying it more. We need to... It's not everything bad that's bad way. is secretly
0: good. Not everything that's bad, bad in a boring way. Bad in a boring way.
1: You know what's not bad in a boring way?
0: Six, which I watched a slime tutorial of after <laughs> Diana the Musical. I'm sorry, I just have to get it out. Just one last thing before we talk about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I ruined your uh, transition on purpose. I'm sorry. Netflix kayfabe back on. I love Netflix and the, everything on Netflix is good. Um... I watched a slime tutorial of six, and it was great. It's
1: so good. I had a great
0: time. I didn't really know. Did I knew you, it was about the wives. Did you
1: watch the British one?
0: They're doing British accents, but they sounded fake. But so many real British accents sound fake to me that I have no, no idea. So
1: you saw the the right one, because the one that's on Broadway right now, um, mm-hmm. they don't do British accents. That doesn't bother me at all. No, but I realized, and I realized this when I was seeing... A really good production of Hamlet that was Irish I realized how much of like the dialect of Shakespeare Uh sounds better and like the lines actually like feel like they make more sense and like the way they're structured feels like they go together better in an Irish accent Um, and for six there's so many like little like cheeky like UK like slang things that make more sense when it's British. And the American mm-hmm. accents it felt like it took away like like the fit as and like the inits of like Yeah, they
0: do they, they do throw some inits in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but yeah it was really good. I really, really good. enjoyed it. Yeah, it's
1: fun. And um, it was a class project similar to in Heights Is I, it really? Yeah, it was a class project. That's amazing.
0: Well I could when I'm watching it I could see in my, in my, you know, in, 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 my, in my third eye, I saw a moment where someone was trying to come up with a piece of musical theater and was watching the cell block tango at the same time they read the, like, that, <laughs> that children's, you know, learning technique that they used throughout the show of, like, married, beheaded, died, yeah. married beheaded, survived, and someone just having, like, dropping their papers, like, just having, like, a moment of fucking inspiration. And you know what? Good. That's a good basis for a musical show. I love it. It's good. Every all of the songs are really fun. All the performers that I saw in this uh, illegitimate copy of Six uh, were really fun, um, and I and I had a great time. Would recommend either going to Broadway or you know finding a nice slime tutorial. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the slime tutorial because it's such like a concert based thing of of it honestly kind of works of musicals that are impossible to see bootlegs of and are fine to see. This is definitely like one of the top ones that you could watch as a bootleg because it's supposed to be as if it's like a big concert, a big pop concert. There isn't really there aren't really sets. It's just, yeah like, exactly.
0: It's one location. All six characters are on stage the entire time. Yeah. We're usually only focusing on one at a time. So as long as the person is vaguely pointing their cell phone in that direction, uh, it works pretty well.
1: Yeah, those characters too, I think each one they like blended, I think when they were like developing it, they picked a pop star or like two or three pop we, stars. We read
0: the casting booklet last night mm-hmm. after we watched it just to see. And should I, you know, have one that's like, you know, Beyonce. And you have uh, one that's like, well, it's a little Katy Perry, it's a little of this. Uh you have one that is obviously Adele. Uh you one
1: that's one that's like very very Ariana Grande, but also There is
0: one that is looks and sounds like Ariana Grande. There's one that is Missy, Misdemeanor Elliot, and then the there's an Alicia Keys one. And they all had other people listed, but those are the most obvious like that's what we're doing here. That is who this person's musical stylings and, and uh, fashion stylings and dance. Uh, it was all it was all really good.
1: Yeah. It's a fun. I think that was the last show that I saw before pandemic. Wow. Yeah. because It I came saw, back. Still going, I assume. I think I saw it in previews. Yes. It's a little hit. It's great. It's a little hit. It's a bop. And it was a bop in the UK. It's a bop. I was
0: thinking about what, because I want to start seeing a Broadway show for my birthday every year. I think that's a commitment Love that I'm making you. to myself. Yeah. Um, I think I do have to see Hadestown, though, because I've never seen it. I don't really know anything about it.
1: Um, I won't give any spoilers. I know it's Greek mythology I I won't tell you what happens to Orpheus and (laughs) your Okay, well,
0: I have some idea. (laughs) Um, but you know, I, I don't know any other specifics about it, really. I've heard, like, one song from it. Um, but that sounds exactly like my kind of shit. So I'm, I'm excited to go see it. I, I should get that ticket.
1: I think you would like the Aeneas Mitchell concept album too, because Bon, U- bon Iver is on it. But I
0: won't listen to that until I've seen it.
1: Okay. Cause you don't. I don't like
0: to listen to soundtracks before I've seen the show.
1: Interesting.
0: Cause I don't have any of the context.
1: Except for Hamilton.
0: Right. But it was a sing through. I did make the exception there. Yeah. That's fair. Where I was like, I am getting all of the plot of this. I am missing the visual element of it, but. Yeah. There's okay. no, I don't have to read a Wikipedia summary while I'm doing this. Um, but I have a similar principle to like movies and stuff where I'm like, I don't really like to know a lot about something before I see it. I want to like have like this new experience. And there's a thrill of discovery. Um, but it's harder with Broadway because I don't get to see nearly as many Broadway shows as I do movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
0: we can talk about Craziest Girlfriend now. <laughs> We did it. We, we covered our, our little Broadway weekend. Hell yeah. Uh, great. Uh, so, of course, uh, after after last time's cliffhanger, uh, we are talking about season one, episode 13, Josh and I Go to Los Angeles, uh, directed by Michael Patrick Jan of The State, written by Aline Broche McKenna. Uh, in this episode, uh, Trent decides to go along with Rebecca's little plan. Uh, and, uh, Rebecca and Josh and all the tenants decide to take their, their, uh, litigation against city water, uh, to, to, to court. And, uh, we finally join them in court. And at the same time, uh, Greg, he obviously can't let go of this flame that he has for Rebecca and Heather says, go get her, man, go after her. And he does. But when he arrives at the courthouse, Rebecca and Josh are sharing a little kiss. Wow. That, That's
1: crazy. That was a whole episode minus one very important uh, introduction of Audra Levine.
0: So I was wondering, before I sat down for this episode, you know, because last time I watched it, I was in, again, COVID fob, don't remember anything that was going on. I was wondering, uh, will Audra Levine uh, still really, really do it for me, and unquestionably yes i am a weak weak man that is my type <laughs> that's so funny it's fucked up and it leads me to a lot of pain but i'm like no one is hotter to me than Andre Luffy. what are the qualities mean <laughs> <laughs> you like a mean body? hot
1: mean bougie <laughs> like
0: you know what I mean?
1: Like, I, I, well-to-do. That's what's so funny to me is because you don't typically enjoy people with those lifestyles. Yes, it's bad for me. Like, it, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Unless it's a, what does this translate to in, like, the masculine? Like, in the bisexual spectrum of it all? Like, are mean bougie men? Also. No,
0: it does not translate. The
1: great Oh, so it's it, it's Greg to Audra. Exactly. God, Those are
0: the. That is the the, the duality of Dick. What um, is
1: the? What and I, and I am going to speak to the the binary nature of the bisexual song, which makes sense for the time. It made sense um, for
0: the time, although I have also been questioning the use of the term bisexual, and I know it means more than you know just literal bi, but it does imply the binary I think uh, so it's I've just, been reconsidering
1: yeah. the term I think other until other people start being better about the two or more like I think cis people usually tend to just be like boys and girls like when they yes. hear bi- like bisexual they they tend to go boys and girls right. and, or say boys and girls a lot or he and she or whatever anyway what is the non-binary in between between Greg and uh Audra Levine? That is an excellent question. You haven't found the right trans type yet. I think that's correct. I have not found the
0: right trans type. Though I see uh, trans and non-binary folks like a a heavily tattooed chainsaw looking like it's most of us yeah yeah right i mean like but you know like uh, there's a type of person i'm trying to capitulate in my mind and i'm having trouble like describing them because i'm bad at describing what people look like and i don't know if that's like a flaw of mine um but
1: yeah i don't know the the standard like the tm like non-binary <laughs> yeah that the one represented in media uh kind of like a variation of like Strong female character meets like sad boy.
0: Kind of, yeah uh, right yeah and I and I I just yes. wait which
1: is great which well, is great shit. yeah right
0: Back. shit yeah
1: okay well I guess
0: I mean it makes uh, sense it, it is makes what it is complete sense. I am trying to you know I've just had enough bad dating experiences in my life that I'm like I need to consciously break the mean person appeals to me pattern in my romantic life. You know what I mean?
1: It's hard to pick out of.
0: As hot as I find an Audra Levine or a Greg who is also mean, um, it usually just leads to me feeling bad. Yes. And
1: I probably need to like really consciously work away from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun on these, on these things to be like, this is something I should do. And you hope that you can speak it into existence, but it. it you gotta I'm, keep, gotta keep saying it. Yeah, you gotta keep saying it till it finally happens. Like, yeah, I wish it wasn't this way. I wish you could just be like, I want to change, and then you change, and then you change, and it's that easy, folks, folks.
0: But yes, Audra, uh, we finally meet Audra Levine after many, many episodes of
1: setup. I think she's her, na- she's name dropped even in the pilot, maybe. It's so confusing, it just makes me wonder like who who this was inspired by in in
0: uh... you know I mean, I think it comes from like a very real experience. It feels like it comes from like a real place and like children pitted against each other, especially within an insular community. You know I,
1: what I mean? I had one of those. I had a friend of me that <laughs> I only only in like college years or like middle college years did we completely. The part paths. I think it just became clear that I was not going down the path that was paved for me. And she fit well into it. And yeah. so she's just doing doing the things that make sense on that path. And I am not a girl. So it went different ways. It went different ways. But
0: Two roads diverged we in a yellow to, wood.
1: We were supposed to be born on the same day. Our parents wow. became friends when they were pregnant. Wow. And she was born two weeks before me and I was born a week after. And so... And that became
0: a metaphor for your whole lives?
1: So we were in, um, exactly. And so she... We were in elementary school together and it was really competitive, especially with friend groups. And she's still friends with the same friend group that she's had. Elementary school, middle school, high school. Um, And... We had a tough moment in middle school because that was, like, the, the best time to pit, like,
0: yeah.
1: 13-year-old girls against each other. Um, and then high school was a little bit easier. Uh, oh, we went to different schools in high school, so that's why it was easier. And then it just, by the time, there was the debutante cult moment, and then there was, a, like, a departure. But at least there was no big blow-up. It wasn't like this, but this was always, I think I had a lot of anxiety dreams that were similar to this rap battle.
2: <laughs> For yeah,
0: to to the rap battle between two Jewish American princesses.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I was curious what the they both support is. Raelle That's momentless. such
0: a funny beat of it that I think is Howie talked about this a little bit last time as well. Is that like there's this thing about Rebecca that I, I don't know how much the show is in on, but it becomes very um I think, like, act, satirical of a particular kind of person. Okay. Who, you know, like, like in the next episode that we're going to talk about, where she says, like, holy Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Paula. Right. It's, like, a very particular kind of rich, white, liberal woman. Mm. Um, That, like, yes, of course, like, while you're having a progressive off against each other. And, listen, you know, I do, I do not purport to be any kind of expert on the state of israel but that to while while having essentially like a a charity dick measuring competition between the two of them that like to drop like but of course i support israel and i i would never you know uh, it's just it's a very funny look at a particular kind of person a particular brain space i don't know it's 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 an interesting joke
1: yeah i think i've just been in a in a current like in the 2020s vacuum of uh free palestine that i think it was just like it jumped out in Mm -hmm. a way that i was like oh i don't wouldn't i would not have noticed this when i right was in a different yeah i would have just been like oh it's it's a reference to being jewish like i didn't i wouldn't i mean
0: right and that is part like there's a lot of did you watch the rehearsal i can't remember
1: not yet
0: oh okay well never mind
1: uh i think i had a dream about him
0: about Nathan Fielder? I think I had a dream. Was he giving you that good day? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, Come over here.
1: I definitely you had like a dream that? about him last night. I wonder if I reimagined the rehearsal based on how I,
0: <laughs> you You rehearsed the rehearsal in I your think
1: mind. sometimes when people describe a piece of media to me, I mm-hmm. then have a dream that is like fragments of how it's been described you to me. You
0: rehearsed watching the rehearsal in your mind. <laughs>
1: <Exactly. laughs> I have that much social anxiety. Yeah, I rehearse watching things that people I rehearse like. rehearsing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Uh yes, absolutely. But yeah, so that's a that's a fun I mean I like the, the Jap battle. I don't I I don't think it works particularly as a piece of rap, uh, but I think it's a fun the performers do a lot with it and there's some very clever uh, uh, lines in it. You know, there's a lot of fun little wordplay.
1: This is like where if Hamilton had Like, not gone all the way, yeah. It could have really ended right there, it could have landed in this world and uh been kind of schoolhouse rock, yes, in it. Um, some schoolhouse rock has bullshit, but like being egged on like Seder plates,
0: you know, that's a funny joke, that's a good bit. Uh, there's so many of those in there.
1: Um, there were a lot, yeah. I'm glad I had the subtitles because I was like, yes. I'm, I feel like I'm getting some kind of education. I'm
0: absorbing. I'm learning a lot about, <laughs> about contemporary Jewish culture from this rap uh, between these two characters.
1: There was a reference of Chinatown in this episode. Which yes. Was funny because I had just recently thrown shade at Chinatown. You had thrown shade more, I think, at people who like Chinatown. And then it was, affir- it was funny because it was affirmed where she was like, Chinatown's a great movie, and with people like, are like, "I've plot. never heard of it,"
0: <laughs> which is very funny for like people Paula and Daryl's age. I'm like, they've heard of Chinatown, but it's a funny gag. Yeah,
1: I just like the idea that like West Covina like doesn't like just exists in like the the moment of whatever's on Cape cable right and has like paul notes.
0: is talking about in the next episode the two and a half star rom-com that i'm sure is like always on yeah uh these bad kate hudson movies of the 2000s
1: yeah that's all the culture they have i feel like we need to have a watch party of like fool's gold and like that shit 10 <laughs> things know. they hate or not 10 things they hate everybody. how to lose a guy in 10 days yes
0: Win a Day with Tad Hamilton. is
1: good, right?
0: Um... I think it's good. Okay, I've never seen it.
1: I don't think I've seen it since I was a teen. Okay. But my teen remo- it's not memory... not my... It's
0: not my... That's not my era of rom-com.
1: What's uh, your era of rom-com? I have a
0: couple. Uh, I like a late 80s, early 90s rom-com. You've
1: been in the Nora Ephron. I've been Nora. in the
0: Nora Ephron zone, and I do think truly nobody ever did it better. You're When Harry's Met Sally... Your sleeplesses in Seattle. Your you've scot mail. Um, What's you know. her
1: most recent? Like, what are her most recent projects? Death.
0: I think her most recent project is decomposing. Um, when did
1: she die? I guess that's a good question.
0: Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe Nora Ephron is alive. All right, looking it up. She hasn't done a lot of stuff recently. If she is alive.
1: Yeah, I just don't know what her most. Uh, what would be? No, her... she died in twenty twelve. That's okay. right. So she's been dead for a minute. Her most recent was Julie
0: and Julia.
1: Oh yeah, I, that was funny. Um, I
0: never saw that.
1: I, I haven't seen it since it literally came out.
0: Literally. But yeah. That was oh, like... she did that Bewitched movie with Will Ferrell
1: and uh, Nicole Kidman.
0: And Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um, she did. She did not direct a lot of movies. It's really like seven movies, and she wrote the script for When Harry Met Sally. Um, uh, but. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's that's her most recent. It was back in oh nine and that was her that was her final film. Yeah. Uh but I also and of course a Moonstruck would be in that era as well, a classic beautiful rom-com and then i like i like some old 30s and 40s rom-coms
3: whoa
0: you're katherine hepburn and you're carrie grant
1: oh yeah i, I do. love a holiday i,
0: I love yeah. bringing up baby i love the philadelphia
1: story i love um yeah i do love katherine Hep- Catherine hepburn is your type
0: Catherine hepburn is the prototype for my type katherine hepburn is the mold my type is made
1: from <laughs> it's the what is it the the supreme what's the like the head supreme what's that in and a Netflix. coven, no, like in a coven.
0: Oh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not in a coven.
1: Um, I feel like a coven is a sorority for gay people. Gotcha. Um, she is
0: the Omega Sentinel of <laughs> of my. Uh, yeah, she is. I'm sorry, the Master Mold of my. I used the wrong X Men reference. I'm so sorry, everyone. She's the Master Mold of my.
1: I loved, um, and still do. The Apartment was one of my favorite movies oh, for a long time.
0: Amazing film.
1: Yeah, and I do need to revisit it. It's a great um, film.
0: A little sad little rom-com. Yeah. If you can call it a rom-com.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like think, romantic. Yeah, I think it, it definitely has an edge that's unexpected for its mm-hmm. time. And probably because my, little, my min- little mentally ill brain was like, ooh, spicy. Saucy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> his bosses are using
1: his apartment to fuck. <laughs> I think more just like her trying to kill herself and yeah. still being a rom-com no, yeah. it's like i also did you ever hear of the musical promises promises no so that had sean hayes from Kay. will and grace mm-hmm. and playing a straight person Whoa. and um christian chenoweth okay and it's the plot of the apartment but it's a jukebox musical so they what jukebox um they have songs like Say a little prayer for you the moment I wake up. And yeah. like a bunch of others. I see. Interesting. Yeah. Promises promises. I liked it. Okay. I saw it as a teen. Whoa. Yeah. Rock on. Yeah. Kind of like a middle period for Kristen Chenoweth. Like a post-Wicked sort mm-hmm. of...
0: But where is she going? What is she gonna do? I think
1: post-Pushing Daisies, but just sort of like... Wrigley. <laughs> Exactly.
0: Before before she played April Rhodes.
1: I was impressed with references to Taylor Swift, Elon Musk, Shonda Rhimes. All still Still relevant still to this. Relevant. Day. Still relevant. Yeah. Still fighting strong. Of I think that's how she described Audrey Levine. Yes. Yeah. Who didn't like Tarantino? I wrote this in my notes. It was like, oh, this person but I don't like Tarantino was like something that was said. Never mind. I don't remember that. Um,
0: I failed you and I'm sorry but this
1: episode was the fallout of our little scheme our little scheme theme that we were talking about last pod I really like the drip song
0: oh the Les Mis
1: song yeah it's really really good but I think it went on about a minute too long but I really liked it I get you
0: Um, I was not like ugh. when is this thing going to be over but yeah maybe it just like overstayed his welcome by a touch Yeah. Uh, and also like BJ Novak
1: that was random. Yeah,
0: it was that was I think that was a like okay, this is a joke we've made. What is like the highest level of celebrity we can get on our budget? And the answer ends up being Bj Novak.
1: Yeah, I was wondering if he was attached to anyone on that project. Not to my knowledge. I think that was like middle no, maybe it was right at the end. I
0: think The Office is, like, just done, or, like, about to be done.
1: I thought it was maybe, like, a Breaking Bad sort of reference, too.
0: Oh, when he's wearing the... Well, he's... Uh, BJ Novak has an ecstasy factory.
2: Yeah. But I
0: guess drug making was... It was all the rage back then. Yeah. <laughs> back then. Um, Although Breaking Bad also off the air at that
1: point. Yeah, that's what I was wondering.
0: Yeah, so... But he is wearing... I mean, like, in the popular parlance, it's, like, a guy making drugs is wearing like a yellow hazmat suit, you know, like that's because that's what Breaking Bad did. Um, so that's an easy shorthand for us in the audience to go, that guy's making drugs. Uh, but it worked, and white Josh is there, but notably he's not singing. He's just marching.
1: What is going on? What is
0: going on? <laughs> I was paying attention to it. I'm like, Oh, my Josh is in this number. Oh, he's not in this number. He's just clapping. He's just standing there.
1: Um, this feels like when I was cheerleading and they would put me in the front for dancing sometimes mm-hmm. and then like and they'd be because like, 'Cause you're one of the strongest dancers but then like Amazing. other times they wouldn't. They'd put me like in the middle and I was like, What am I doing? What am I doing? This, what is do I do wrong? this is all this is what I'm here this for. This is They're my different. whole world. <laughs> I'm a cheerleader. But mom, I'm a cheerleader. But I'm a cheerleader. But I'm a cheerleader with Natasha Leone. I was definitely gay as a cheerleader. <laughs> Still am, but (laughs) definitely was back then, too. I was back then, didn't know. I'm not gay no more. But looking back, boy, was I gay. (laughs) (laughs) And I wonder how many listeners were on my cheer squad. And if you're listening... Shout out in the comments. If you're listening, I was gay for you. I was and still long. am. And still am. You have my number. And I'm incredibly single, and you have my Instagram. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to say about this episode? Because it looks like I wrote more for the other episode. Yeah, no, this is
0: it's good. We're we're resolving this plot. I I like the resolution of they don't win, yeah, but it's a moral victory. Yeah, it's a, it's a personal victory, and everyone's happy, and they get to go to raging waters. Have Although
1: ever, Rebecca and Josh don't go. Have you ever? I I do remember thinking through this episode I was like I've lost the thread of what is wrong so I'm glad they keep saying about water because at yes. least at least it's I all water themed at least yeah. I can be like okay I, it's attached to water this is attached like that it's like that Ibsen play it's, stuff in the, it's water. the plot of Chinatown yeah. yeah they're diverting water away yeah Oh, okay, They're, we're diverting water. Okay, yes. Yeah,
0: something, something. I just knew it
1: was water-related, and yeah. I was like, that's enough for me to buy in. Um, there you go. But I did lose the little scheme plot of what the stakes were. So. Yeah, a little bit. But it's kind of, for me, like watching a Marvel movie, where I'm like, I have no idea what the stakes are, but everyone seems really invested.
0: <laughs> I, that is why I stopped watching. I'm like,
1: I don't understand, like, the... What is my
0: emotional relationship to this? No idea, but... No fucking idea. What does this guy want? He's got, like, an orb. All right, orb. (laughs) Um, So I thought, these guys are fucking orbs. A lot of
1: orbs, a lot of stones.
0: Big orbs. You know, it's really the the greatest time in cinema history for beams. If you want to, like, laser beams have never had... A greater time, like
1: laser beams that go to the sky and open Beams a portal. of light, yeah. yeah, but like
0: also characters are shooting beams. Oh. Also, they are like receiving beams. Okay. Uh, plot points are like we got
1: to link this beam.
0: You know, like That's beams true. are just having a moment beams right
1: now. Are Beam-based cinema. Be- beam. That's true. Beam me up, Scotty. I- oh my god. Yeah. Oh, that guy's so hot. Wait, is that Sean Penn? No is that Simon Pegg is that Simon Pegg that's Simon Pegg oh as Scotty in the he... films <laughs> I, <gasps> I <gasps> guess thought I was... thought he was so hot like he's, still, he's Simon Pegg is hot
0: have you seen him Simon Pegg is hot he's a good looking man uh no. you need to watch those mission impossible
1: movies he he'll hold little snack in those is he is he you in that movie basically yeah if
0: i were in the mission impossible movies <laughs> that is the part i would <laughs> be like yeah
2: <laughs> he's like trip. yeah
0: oh you better believe he's got his keyboard and he's, he's like the main
2: ethan, ethan you gotta go this way you
0: know that's all i want to do i don't want to be ethan i don't want to run but i want to be like <laughs> all right ethan the
1: coordinates are right in front of you <laughs> and the power has to get cut at some point
0: Yeah, oh, and you better believe I am the guy to do it, or I'm the guy who has to deal with it.
1: And you also get, like, one line where you get to be funny in that moment. 100%. Yeah. Where I go, oh! (laughs) Well, sounds like... Well, I guess my
0: popcorn's stuck
1: in the microwave. Yeah, something like
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I can kill that part. Are you kidding me? I need to get cast in a role like that fucking tomorrow.
1: This is your audition. I'm going to send this when people are like, hey, like... We're looking for this and, you know, when I'm famous and people are like, yeah. we're looking for this and that, I'll be like, I have the perfect. <laughs> I have the perfect guy for this. I have the guy. Just listen to this. Um, Absolutely. But yes, we can move on to uh, season one episode, Fart. It, it opens with like a, they, they reference also the funny best friend with answers. It was like a direct yeah. reference to who we are. To what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah the
0: Judy Greer.
1: Yes, I'm so glad they said that. So by glad name. we shout
0: out my fucking queen, Judy Green. I don't know if
1: I've ever told you this before. I used to have, as a kid, a crippling fear of Joan Cusack. A Even-
0: fear of Joan <laughs> Cusack? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're watching School of Rock and you're like, fuck me,
1: dude. You can't jump scare me like that. That's what's funny. Fuck! Is, for some reason, School of Rock was the only exception. But you're still... listening to
0: Toy Story 2, and you're
1: like, God damn, stop. Oh, that is Joan Cusack. No, I don't know what it was. Was it, She was an ice princess, but something... She had a poster up on Highway 40 in St. Louis of mm. her like being like, you shouldn't... I'm Joan Cusack. Yeah, like, I don't know what it was Watch for. High
0: Fidelity. I'm Joan Cusack.
1: But I had a huge...
0: Wait, isn't what about that Adam's Family Values? Well, she's also in it.
1: She's hot in that. Like, looking... There was, like, a turning point, and I Yeah, wonder, I was about to
0: say, like, are, would your big, big boner not overcome your fear of Joan like, Cusack and Adam's Family Values?
1: I have wondered if it was a queer thing. Like, if nah, I was, like, a You were freak. scared of your feelings was, for Joan Cusack. Yeah. But I... Her voice is so You ever see, scary? like, broadcast
0: news when she's, like, running through the newsroom with, like, a tape? Like, we
1: gotta get on the air! I feel, I feel like her and, uh... Uh Drew Barrymore's voices exist mm. in the same universe and there was something about her Their voice... voices are friends, yeah. <laughs> Their voices they had the same coach.
0: They're vocal cord sisters.
1: <laughs> like like the the Harry Potter one other brother feather in the wand. Um Oh okay, I entire... got I get you, I get you, I get you, I get you. They both
0: had the same on... the same feather. Oh, gave you that scar. star. Yeah, that moment. <laughs> Um, it's curious that you should be destined for this one when its brother gave you that scar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry. When I badmouth Harry Potter now, it's not that I wasn't the most into it no, in the entire I know. world for, I know. for decades. Um,
1: but I, I do, I don't think I, I think if I brought this to therapy, especially when it's been like. brother brought a- the junkies <laughs> I've tried to bring yellow there. Doing, like, bring... immersion
0: therapy <laughs> with
1: Jokey's act. But I conquered it at some point. Same with Dr. Amazing. Seuss. And same... Still mm. not really with yellow, but, like, these are, like, weird, irrational fears I had.
0: I get you. Okay. That's interesting. That's fascinating. I liked the um,
1: YOLO before I FOMO. Uh, I want that on a shirt. Okay. I did not. I was I, I thought was it was glad f- we cut to commercial. <laughs> I was, like, get out of here. I don't want to... It was kind of stupid. Got YOLO um, before I FOMO. But... It was one of those yeah. classic uh, lines from these shows that are just like quippy for the sake of being quippy and yes. just, it doesn't really land it's just, and it's just sort of a time filler. It
0: just hangs there yeah. and are like, what, were we short on time? We had to leave all this in?
1: Yeah. Because this is a CW, right? like they did have to like fill time. They so. did
0: have to. I mean, you know, because dep- I'm sure sometimes they are also cutting things to make the 41 minute time slot or whatever it is. Um, but also... Yeah, sometimes you're like, shit, we came in like 30 seconds wrong. We need to add 30 seconds throughout the episode. Just like the most weird, asinine shit. Not on Netflix. Netflix, you can be whatever length you want. You can be a whole fucking hour every episode if you want to.
1: And it's pretty great that you put this show on Netflix,
0: finally. Yes, finally. Finally. I was glad I, just for when I had COVID, I was so glad that I put <laughs> crazy girlfriend on Netflix.
1: I'm so glad we got to meet Maya, who I just Googled is 34. And like. Esther Povinsky. I think of, What a
0: straight cutie.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's bi in this.
0: I meant straight up cutie. You know what I mean? Like oh. what a, what a bona fide.
1: I thought you were breaking news to me that she.
0: That she's straight. No, she's, I'm sorry.
1: And that's like her as an actress, which she might be heterosexual, but I just like wasn't ready to hear. I that. have no idea. I'm sorry. I meant like bona fide adorable. She's so cute. And also, what's weird about this? She must have been on another project. Maybe she was in the Mindy project. She, but I still think of her as being like, like breaking, like up and comer. But then now I'm like, this was made in. 2015. Like. Right.
0: So she's been around for a minute. She's been a, she was a UCB person for a long time, you know, one of those yeah. Um, and yeah, and now it feels like at least for now the cast of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is complete. Maya is here. There will be other changes and additions throughout the show, but this feels like the first proper depiction of the ensemble this you know is the I mean? avenger yeah we have the law office is filled with our favorite regulars now you know like they're all here jim tim maya uh ever gang gangs all here george um you know everyone everyone is present and in attendance you know we have all of josh's friends they're here they're ready to go this is our this is the crew that will essentially <laughs> carry us through the rest of the show
1: Sorry, I'm looking up an actress who exists in the same universe who you know by name, Lauren Lapkus. Exists yes, exists in the of same course. universe as Esther.
0: Oh, I love Lauren Lapkus. I've heard, I've listened to so many hours of Lauren Lapkus's voice. It's just like, it's incredible.
1: What What is she the voice on?
0: Well, she does a lot of podcasts. She does Comedy Bang Bang and, and Freedom is another show that I listen to. Um, and I don't know, she's just very funny.
1: Yeah, I think I feel like she's the like twenty first century standard of like her type, funny, quirky lady. Yeah. What do you know, Lauren Lap is from? Um, many things, but I remember when I saw Esther, I was like, ah, a new one. Mm. Oh, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> yeah, sure, I get you. Yeah. So uh, that was an intrusive thought that I had. to... That's okay. You had to you had to follow that thread. You had to follow that
0: follow that bird. Uh, but yes, we find out we finally get this uh, payoff that uh, Rebecca is broke. <laughs> that that she uh, all those instances throughout this season that they flash back to where she spent thousands, tens of thousands of dollars at a time, sometimes for a goof.
1: I think about this scene a lot when I check my bank account. Actually, that's like one reason. This and the buy song are reasons like this, like these last few episodes like super stuck out for me as what I remember about crazy ex-girlfriend as an entire canon is yeah. like these few episodes and I must have just like, it must have really hit something when the buy song happened and when Esther came on and then this money montage, I had a similar imprint of the scene from Wally well, many scenes of Wally where it's just like, like a sea of, of trash stacked on each other and skyscrapers of trash. And for a while, every time I like opened a trash can or a recycling bin and threw something away, that was like single waste. Wally. I thought I couldn't stopped thinking of that scene and it really haunted me into recycling even though like me a person is really not going to do anything recycling but
0: wally will know (laughs) but wally will know wally will remember that you did not pollute you gave a hoot and you did not pollute
1: in a similar scene this is this did a similar scene to my brain with money it's like whenever i start to like overspend i think i think of this scene pretty frequently which is funny
0: stories are impactful and they (laughs) stick with you and you can see a cautionary tale of someone who um i'm I'm not saying this about you but like watching rebecca deal with like money for the first time like really like oh i don't have any of that you know like i never had to think about money um a, a, a person who structured their life in that way um and just you you see it all you see it all coming back to her um, but it's, you know, and at the same time, we got this, we got this Josh and Valencia thing, um, which I found like pretty refreshing as far as like TV relationship drama goes. You of know what I mean? not
1: breaking up. Of them cheating. like,
0: yeah, exactly. That I don't have to now watch three episodes of like Josh going like, I gotta get Valencia back. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really glad I don't have to watch that. I uh, am yeah. very thankful to the writers of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for that.
1: Yeah, I'm always confronted when watching something like that of like, oh, there's an option not to break up if somebody cheated, like, because in my mind, media, and also just like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. There's that song, Stand By Your Man. <laughs> <laughs> I d- yeah, like, like, Beyonce's Lemonade. <laughs> yeah. And then this. And then this,
0: which were a very similar time.
1: Yeah, have me like, oh. You can
0: stick with someone or someone can stick with you through cheating. It is an option. Uh, But normally you just think of like Carrie Underwood smashing up your car. That's me as
1: fuck. Yeah, that's like, (laughs) that's me.
0: I just think about her digging a key into the side of this pretty little souped up four-wheel drive. And her carving her name into my leather seats.
1: And I tend to flow more like... Uh, with like an open relationship option, or like a polyamory like conversation, or like it's queer culture. I don't. Yeah, you can't like live in Brooklyn without.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that seemed to exhaust you a
0: lot. It is exhausting. <laughs> oh my god! It I just is watched so... the life leave your eyes. I just. <laughs> it's exhausting. It's already hard <laughs> enough to find
1: one person to like you and to communicate well with you and then when you bring others in, and then there's so many people who call things polyamory and open relationships that aren't there's so 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 many people who just use that label and that's not what they're doing that's not what they're doing they're just being messy and l word and yeah anyway no I,
0: absolutely it's true i adopt
1: that shit i still like cheating i can't and like there i've seen so many people like get away with like Cheating in the name of bad polyamory. And it's like...
2: Cheating in the name of bad, bad polyamory!
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my new LP. Um I fucking... I'll produce it. It sounds great. <laughs> it's so frustrating. I've seen so many people stay together and they're like, wow, it wasn't cheating, cheating. And I'm like, yes, it was. because yes, it, it was. You didn't know. It to and, yeah. yeah, you didn't know this was happening and it was behind your bat and you didn't you weren't open at the time. like whatever whatever but this bi song sure celebrates the binary it does love ladies
0: and guys yeah end of list and
1: i realize it's not even the bi flag in the background it's just like pink white blue which if you look up that's a trans flag um the bi flag has like a purple in it that's what i saw no, Maybe it was just the lighting. It has white in the middle? Yeah, it's blue. It's either pink, white, blue, or blue, white, pink. Yeah, it's white.
0: I'm just going to watch it. Not that I don't trust you. <laughs> I just, like, now I'm like, what's
1: wrong with my eyeballs? Well, I think just because, like, you assume that it's the bike. That I've, like, never actually looked at it before. Well, I, I wouldn't have been picky about it had I not been like, I think that's the trans flag. I th-
0: Maybe they're telling us something else about Daryl.
1: <laughs> That'd be sick.
0: All right, everyone. There is a trans character later. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. Okay, well it's coming.
1: There's like by lighting. Yeah, it's white, right? It's not the. It's not the like dark. Purple. It's
0: definitely not. Like that would be the purple, and this would be like a very light pink.
1: Yeah, but I think
0: you're right that it's not. It's not as. It's-
1: it's not the pronounced
0: bi flag. as you might expect it to no, purple's
1: be. No, purple supposed to be in the I know middle. it's not
0: well I don't know the order of the bi flag but they the the
1: colors are are somewhat present. I think they're just choosing I think they didn't choose a pride flag. I think they were just like boys, girls and then like white in the middle. Oh, you th-
0: you you believe that they did not intentionally try to evoke the bisexual flag specifically.
1: That's what I'm saying. I don't Oh, I don't, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I think they
0: Never would have thought about that. I think they didn't try to get Huh. No, hard you're hard. right. I did just have like a profound like a mandela effect. Like like, this is like, <laughs> <laughs> like I got mandelaed in real time. That rascal Mandela is out at it again. Um yeah, you're right. I guess that's it's not the bisexual flag in the background, even though you're like, It's the bisexual flag in the background, right? It's yeah, not.
1: it's not. Um I think they just were like blue and pink and in the middle is white. I don't okay. Know. Yeah. I don't in know. the middle is white?
0: Daryl. Daryl Whitefeather.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, about,
0: yeah, I, it's a fun number, and it was important to at least my journey along the way. Absolutely. But that is also, you know, it's good if something like this becomes out of date. You know what I mean? That means that there's societal progress.
1: Yeah, definitely. I would
0: always, always rather art eventually become out of date than it means... We as a society have stopped
1: moving forward. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I would, I would rather have uh, Patrick Swayze play a drag queen back then than nobody <laughs> play a drag queen. Patrick, back uh, Patrick
0: Swayze, John Leguizamo, and Wesley Snipes play, yeah. play drag queens,
1: and, and maybe they don't identify as queer men. Also, or I, but also, but also, at least Patrick and John. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying too, is these things aren't always, they appear. I saw somebody post on Instagram recently, um, some take, she usually posts takes that I'm like, yeah, like this is a niche thought that I have in my head a lot, but I'm glad somebody is putting it out there. Um, who has like a little blue check mark next to her name. Um, on Instagram, you know, like just, it's nice to be like, Oh, my thought that I just keep to myself, somebody else is like putting up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but where am I going with this? It had to do with bisexuality and Patrick Swayze
0: and John Linguizamo and, uh, trend, uh uh, 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 drag queens
1: why don't you just talk about the next thing you're thinking about okay like, great and we'll see if we come
0: back to it like, yeah. well of course while rebecca's on her stalkery shit she sees valencia forgive josh
1: and they had the great uh, we found it i did okay it was about queer baiting, and it was a good point that like we need to stop being like this person's queer baiting like all the time because like it's also just like that's us outing people who like aren't ready to like like, our obsession with being like, come out, come out, come out. Like, this person's gay, 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 gay. As if
0: it's, like, not a personal journey. That, exactly. And, and people might have reasons not to come out.
1: Yeah, so I do get it. I feel like I do get into arguments with people where they're like, I want to stop seeing cis people play that. I'm like, I agree, boss.
0: But also, but also Jake
1: Gyllenhaal is gay. <laughs> he might not know it. He might not be open about it. Jake Gyllenhaal. The, he might not know it of it all.
0: Yeah, you might not
1: know it. I was, you the, know? I was the she might not know it for so long. Exactly, and like people let me go to Westboro Baptist counter protests and be like "love is love" signs and like pride, and I was just like, "I'm an ally. I'm an
0: ally. <laughs> I love gay people, but not like that.
1: We need those. Yeah. We need that era." As Absolutely. Queer it's, it's an important
0: part of the journey, I think. Like we talked about it previously in previous conversations about Daryl's coming out arc, but I find Daryl's coming out arc very refreshing as yeah. both a viewer and as someone who has his own very protracted coming out arc, where it's not I was born this way, and I knew when I was twelve years old that I was gay and I'd be gay forever. You know, it's like it's it's an adult person dealing with something that is very personal. And also there is no. I think it's one of those things like when people say, like, I really just want to know me. I'm like, there is no you. I don't think there's an answer to your sexuality as much as I don't think there's an answer to yourself. There's no core you that you're trying to get in touch with. You are many different things.
1: Yeah, I feel that.
0: You are not... Like, I am... Gay. Yes, I am gay. <laughs> um, No, but I but am, like, I'm several gay. different people. The way that you I, know I love love things mean. things
1: in my head is I am gay. And yeah. I didn't mean to erase your <laughs> byness <laughs> you, as baby. expressed in this, episode, in this of, episode are you sure you're not just gay. Right, or whatever I what am. Right, I,
0: you know, I've said bye for so long, but that is a very binary term that I've been, like, rethinking... So I don't know um but but as a, but as Daryl willvins it is a journey, and it is a process, and you're not gonna arrive at it all at once, and I again don't really think there is an answer. I know that we as humans like labels, but I don't think it's as easy as I am blank, and I think that about basically every aspect of human life.
1: yeah, I feel that
0: anyway. Sorry, went off on on one of mine. But while uh, Rebecca sees Valencia, um, uh, forgive Josh, we get another banger number. Like these last few episodes have been really strong episodes with universally really fun songs. I know y'all were not big on text emergency, but it was like fun and it was like up, up, It picked you up more than, like, California Christmas time.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, that's my new reference point for songs I don't (laughs) care about as much. Um, And then I just blocked out the ones that I super hated. Um, Yeah, Villain in My Own Story. I love that. Especially, it kind of comes back around to... Uh, what roles we're playing in our own lives.
0: Yes! You think you're... You, sometimes, you know, we, we all like to see ourselves as the protagonist of reality. It's like, I am the protagonist. I am Kate Hudson. I am the fairy princess.
1: But sometimes you're the villain in someone else's story. That Some... haunts me, though. I love to make up All day long, ways that I'm somebody's villain and be like I'm bad. I'm the villain
2: in my own story. Not because I want to be,
1: but just like because I love being mean to myself. I love (laughs) Love beating up on myself. I love it, so I love to be like whose day am I ruining by existing? And I only through like recovery and like sober recovery and being in in rooms of people who also feel the same way about themselves. Mm -hmm. Have I learned the term? I'm like the biggest piece of shit in the center of the universe. So like everything Whoa. revolves around me being like a piece of shit, a giant so, piece of shit. So you're, constantly... you're a piece of shit
0: so large you have a gravitational pull.
1: Exactly. That into. So it's it's like an anti, it's like an anti bravado where it's like <laughs> I people actually aren't thinking about me that much. Like I'm not the villain of other people's stories because people. People don't care if I don't go to this party. And if they say they do, it's not about me, it's about them. It's
0: about them, exactly. And
1: like, and so, I, while I spend all day thinking that I'm the villain of other people's stories, in reality, I'm not even a character.
0: In reality, <laughs> it's the scene from Mad Men where the guy says, I feel bad for you, and Don Draper says, I don't think about you at all. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's great. I find that freeing. Yeah. Because I was so paralyzed for so long about, like, how is it, everyone around me perceiving me friends family and strangers alike and it was honestly like moving here yeah New where York it's College. like people don't give a shit what you're doing <laughs> they've yeah. got their own thing going on they're not gonna ask you a million questions probably like they got their own fucking shit they don't care what you're doing because they see weird shit every day and it helps me to know i'm just one of eight million stories in the naked city
1: you know what i mean what makes it a naked city? I don't
0: remember why it's called that.
1: Naked. Nikki.
2: Nikki. I don't see enough
1: naked people for me to feel like it's a naked city. I have Well, this all being said, I've still had like crippling social anxiety recently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's been going on like most of the summer. I'm sorry. It's funny because I have the awareness that like nobody actually cares. I was thinking about me. I think which then leads me to being like, then what am I doing? What is my purpose? Why do I walk this (laughs) way? Your purpose
0: is what you define it to be. No one has given it to you. Yeah. You get to make your own purpose, which is, in one way, obviously a little bit like, well, what do I do? But there's kind of something blissful to knowing that there's no right answer. Your purpose is what you define it to be. And it can be frivolous or or not but you get to kind of make your own path there in a lot of ways
1: i thought it was very generous of the therapist to decide to spend her flight letting it be a therapy session
0: dr rachopian i think she
1: continues to be a very generous therapist she's a really giving (laughs) i wish
0: all therapists were
1: like dr rachopian yeah i'm glad my therapist has boundaries (sighs) as just as, since I know her well now, I think if it was someone that I didn't know super well, I'd be like, no, you need to, you mm-hmm. need to like center yourself around me. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, sorry, I've been doing some digging. I I do not know under what circumstances it is referred to as the naked city. I don't know what they mean when they say that. I lost but I the do fit. know it is yeah. a 1948 uh, noir film, which was landmark at the time for actually being filmed on the streets of New York. It's one of the first films to ever like get you these like shots like this in the middle of a movie.
1: Oh, pretty.
0: Um yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and watch that. Um and uh, it's a step-by-step look at a murder investigation on the streets of New York.
1: Oh, hell yeah. The Naked
0: and there are a million stories. There are 8 million stories in the Naked City and this one is mine.
1: I would say I'll watch it, but I have I have something pretty dark to confess. I can't I watched like two episodes of Breaking Bad recently and that was good that I did that because I otherwise can't I can't get out of I'm, I'm listening to one particular song on loop right now and then I can't get out of Love Island like I can't watch
0: you're trapped on Love Island I can't
1: like watch good stuff
0: rescue from Love Island
1: <laughs> I did I tried to take myself to that movie of like that Bollywood movie and I very much enjoyed it for two hours but it was a three hour movie and I I had to leave. And... But I'm stuck in Love Island. And I can't get out. And I've heard other people talk about this. And I, like... I don't care that much about them in the show. And I don't really get the stakes. I don't really get, like... What the rule... I think Too Hot to Handle is a lot better structured. And I've actually watched um, a Too Hot to Handle inspired porn. And it was excellent. They have multiples of them. And oh, that's they're great. really good. I think, like having a robot tell you what to do is just like a great little premise
0: for a porn. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Having like Alexa or Siri be like, you can't do this until I yeah, jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you can't stop. You can't use your hands until this happens. I'm like, what a fun little thing. I, I would much rather hear it from Alexa than hear it from a cinematographer. Um, <laughs> So placing myself in the world, I like better, and this is all to say... I really like
2: to put myself in the
0: shoes of the porn protagonist. What are their emotions? I do material? go...
1: I don't know if you have this experience, but um, I've only really gotten into, and you don't have to talk about your proclivity to porn on Thank this you. podcast, um, but I'll just speak from my experience. A oh, proclivity to porn. I've watched... I watch so much more now that I'm on testosterone, and hell yeah for a while (laughs) no No, but for real um yeah no it's a it's a thing it's a real thing and i couldn't quite watch porn regularly or i didn't have like a desire for it the same way i'm like oh i want to eat peanut butter right now like oh i want to watch porn right now (laughs) um i didn't have that sort of like compass Mm -hmm. before um but even when I did, I would get too caught up in the logistics of filming it. And I still kind of, <laughs> I still feel that way. I get where's too... the DP right now? No, I do, I get... Not the DP that we can and, see. Where's the Mr. Where's the Light? For that guy? Yeah, where's
0: Mr. Light? Where's, where's, where's Mr. Best Light?
1: Boy? Sometimes I do get frustrated with Mr. Light, and I think he does a worse job in porn than he does in regular... Absolutely, film. he's really
0: phoning it in. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that one's just a paycheck for him.
0: Yeah, he's his heart is
1: not in that one. There's a few though where I'm like, Oh, Mr. Light's like trying something. He's really out. Showing up. Yeah. Um, but I do yeah. get caught up in there's this like one like
0: <laughs> We've talked about it before, but I would like to shoot one porn. Just yeah. to have done it.
1: Yeah, I would I don't like want
0: to get into the industry. I certainly don't want to act yeah. in the industry. But like I'd shoot one porn.
1: What's your do you like a plot and what like plot would you if to
0: i'm be? gonna direct a porn
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah you want I, I want some plot
1: do you want it to be kind of satirical or no t- i want it pretty straightforward
0: i don't want acting? i don't want a winky plot i don't want like them being like we know this is silly that like your grandfather's will stipulated that you had to suck my dick like nothing like that i want like so i doesn't it doesn't have to be a melodrama, but I want like real stakes. What kind of stakes work for you? I want two people okay who are who seem to legitimately like and want to have sex with each so other, and ask. both people <laughs> are into it. Uh, okay. That is very important to me in pornography. I want it to feel like both people are uh, having a good time and enjoying themselves. And
1: there's a scenario that brought them there.
0: Yeah, I don't know the plot yet. I've, I I want to be clear. I'm not, like, dreaming up my porn plot. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, I'd do it once. And yeah. if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it.
1: i was <laughs> thinking about, like, the weirdest porn I found myself watching recently where you had to, like... ...do so much mental math to figure out, like, how they got into that situation and why it was okay. Yeah. Where, like, this person had to sign, like, a consent contract because, like, she was paying... Like, she needed to pay rent because her roommate was too busy grieving her grandmother. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's... That's too much
1: business. we're not... We're not... Oh, my God. And so, um, she she needed to pay rent because her roommate was uh, was laid on rent because her grandmother was <laughs> was uh, had just died and she was like, but I'm broke and so I'm like down to be like a free use like person and and <laughs> the like the fake uh, girl boss who runs this business, this this pimp girl boss was like, well, like, we have a very strict policy. Madams are the
0: original girl girlbots.
1: Yeah, and, like, we have a very strict policy of, like, what you can and can't, like, or we have a very strict policy that this could happen. Our clients could show up at any moment in your life at any time and you would have to be for use. And she was just like, yeah, I mean, I just, like, need rent. Like, so I'm, like, down. And she's like, so you completely consent to this state of terms. And she's like, yes. And so then she's at the funeral oh, no. for her friend. She's her oh, no. And there's a priest. I could have predicted and this. And this client comes in, and she's like, I have to, like, I want to fuck you in front of your friend at the funeral. So now it's just, like, on the kitchen table of her her, of her roommate's funeral and she's like i'm doing this for you i'm trying to pay rent (laughs) and so she's like upset because she's like no like i'm doing this for you and the friend is like i hate you so it's like
0: (laughs) no i don't like this very much at all i'll be honest with you that is not that does not get my motor running that's too fraught
1: (laughs) i don't know i'm so dramatic don't like
0: how fraught it is i can't get it up when it's fraught
1: I was surp- I was surprised. I think I was moved by the story. I was <laughs> so compelled. I just wanted them to get together, these crazy kids. And I was like, is she going to get out of her contract? Like, did you sh- skip to the end? What happened? Um, I didn't. I didn't ah! Because I, <laughs> I don't think, or maybe I did, but I think the ending wasn't like, they. I don't think they like. They didn't resolve the tale. I don't think they did like a hero's journey and like resolve. Ah, I I see. don't think there was a denouement. She did not have the meeting with the goddess. Yeah. I don't think. There the was atonement a, with the father. a Mahana. At the end, or a dinema. do a machina, <laughs> or Is a that... Yeah, yeah.
0: You are talking about Deus ex machina? Yeah. <laughs> do a machina. <laughs> Get the fuck away from me. Is that how it's really pronounced? <laughs> I
1: don't know. Now I feel. It doesn't sound feel Greek. I'm now. I'm second guessing myself. Um, I wish they had given us an entire raccoon song. That was my last beat moment. Oh,
0: banana peels!
1: That's the... the great recall.
0: Thank you. The end tag era of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is so weird. Because they stopped doing it after season one. You will never get anything quite like that again. I like them. And it's like, I, I don't mind them. It's just weird. When and it I slaps, do think, it
1: slaps. Yeah,
0: when, oh, when it slaps, it slaps. I'll never forget Karen reviewing her menstrual cup and saying, "My cup runneth over, not good." But um, it's just like I'm, I, I, this is a moment much like you with pornography. This is where I get <laughs> stuck thinking about the logistics of like. So for this like two second cartoon clip, they had to like model a raccoon yes. that looks like Paula. I thought about
1: that. They had too. to
0: write a song. They had to animate a number of seconds of animation with all the little, like, th- things on the tray. That's that's where it gets me.
1: Yeah, I thought about that, too. I thought about that as I think well. about
0: it, I'm like, how much money did you
1: spend on this Raccoon Paula end tag? I just remember last night, I put in a game of Fishbowl, or, like, Celebrity. People call it different things. Um, we had to all put, like, celebrities or characters or whatever in okay. the bowl, and then you have to, like you have to someone has to guess what it is you have to guess what it is and i put a porn star in there just and then i left the party early and i stayed just long enough to be like i need to see how this person and it was this person that they call alphabet leg in porn because he has like tattoos of the alphabet on his leg okay yeah anyway i just got into the like
0: that gotcha. Yeah. The minutia. The
1: minutia. I do
0: think it's very funny when you're with a group of people and you watch a bunch of people pretend they don't all know who this porn star is. Most people
1: didn't and only one person was like
0: oh. I alphabet leg I do not know, but I always think it's like very funny when if you're with you're with a group of guys and everyone is trying to pretend like they don't know the names of any porn stars, and it's like yeah, you fucking do. Like, let's not... You don't have to talk about it, like, enrapturously. Like, oh, she's so good. But, like, you know the names of some porn stars. Don't lie to... Don't bullshit a bullshitter. I'm
1: just making this connection for the first time right now, but it feels like I now have access to the world of sports.
3: The way that people talk
1: about sports, but... Porn. <laughs> but, like, the way that people talk about sports... And like all the different like guys and like things that are happening is how I used to feel as a girl sitting there listening to guys talk about sports or porn and be like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And then if they all knew a porn star, I'm like, ooh, this feels weird. I don't know what's going on. And now I'm in that camp where I'm like, I, kn- I know these things. Yeah. And then I watch girls being like, ugh, I don't know. I don't, really I don't like- know. I'm like worried that like I don't really watch porn because I don't know how ethical it is. And I'm like, yeah, 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 totally, totally. I was like you once and then... <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and then something
0: changed. Oh, wow, Heather's the musical being advertised on the Roku channel right in front of us. What, oh, Heather's, yeah. Deus Ex Machina. That sounds like how I said it. I think you're right. Deus Ex Machina. Deus ex machina. Yeah, that's deus ex. Yes, Batman and I are saying the same thing. You pronounce it like it's French. Yep. Deus ex machina.
1: People pronounce La Croix like that, though. They pronounce it La Croix. And I'm like, it's not from France.
0: (laughs) It's not from uh, St. Croix.
1: It's, yeah,
0: not from there. made up.
1: What are you looking
0: at? I'm looking at this Roku screenscaper, which I'm not as familiar with.
1: Oh, I think you would like it, because they're all different movie records. Yeah, they're all different
0: movies. And I'm used to, like, there's a different one with, like, Roku City. Is that one Dune? The 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 worm? No, I, bl- I think that's a Star Wars. Okay. There's a Star Wars that looks like that. Um, and, there's, and these are Star Wars also down here. This is Galaxy Quest. That's Dune. The that's sand Dune. worm that a guy is riding. That's Dune. That's Galaxy Quest, which I did not expect to see. You don't usually see that lined up against, like, look at all these
1: cl- old, all-time classic. That's Spaceballs. That's Spaceballs, and then that's the USS Enterprise. Yeah, of
0: course, from Star Trek. So they are using... Roku City uses, um, like, public domain versions of all this, but, but this screensaver is just using some straight-up copyrighted material.
1: I think they purposely, like, get the... Like, this is a fun thing that they do. This
0: is a fun one. So, is this a Roku, what you have? Is this what that is? Yeah. I've never had any, like, smart TVs or anything like that. So, it's all it's all a mystery to me.
1: It's all Greek.
0: It's all Greek to me. What are the... Deus Ex Machina. What are the... <laughs> okay, flex. I get it. You can pronounce it. Stargate? <laughs> There's a Stargate in the, in this screensaver? I'm, listeners, I'm so sorry. But, like, I'm just really taken aback by what's happening right now.
1: What are the dice? Do you? Know?
0: Um, those are just like fuzzy dice, like you're driving the spaceship.
1: I think those are from Star Wars.
0: He does have little dice that like get brought up in The Last Jedi as if I'm supposed to know what those are. And I'm like, I'm supposed to have like known that Han Solo had like little dice hanging from his mirror yeah, <laughs> in the first that. movie. Also, there's um, Blade Runner 2001.
1: I see some lightsabers. Um, when this I is see some when this, oh yeah. When this isn't a galaxy spread, this is a. There's um, an alien egg. Yeah, sometimes it's a cityscape, and then there's like. Yeah, I know and Roku King Kong City. and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. There are a million stories
0: in Roku City. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I see. At the top, there's like a predator alien situation drooling. Oh no, that's the alien alien. Oh my bad.
0: That's okay. That's a xenomorph.
1: I don't really know the. Alien, Predator, Universe, mm. Prey.
0: You watch Prey. I assume that basketball that is a planet is a Space, Space Jam, Jam reference. Yes. <laughs> Though
1: that'd be funny if there was now any... Now we're other. doing
0: a commentary of the <laughs> Roku Space Station screensaver. Uh, another 2001 obelisk. We're getting all the references here.
1: What is, um, what is this planet with the, with the lake?
0: I don't know. They're making shit up.
1: I don't think they are.
0: No, they're making this up. This, no. ain't, this ain't a planet.
1: No, I think
0: each oh it's from valerian in the city of a thousand planets of course um yeah so it sounds like we're about done talking about crazy ex-girlfriend
1: i was done at the at the raccoon beat oh and okay I, I somehow and then we I'm got distracted sorry, went into all the the porn universe that i did that's okay it's all staying in it will not be edited <laughs> out <laughs> okay that's uh, fair it's fair it's you know what you're on it. you're on record yeah. arrival
0: uh alien spaceship anyway uh, yeah, so, uh, I don't know, any, any plugs?
1: Um, my Instagram is still at Kat scott online. um...
0: Ask your parents before
1: logging on. <laughs> truly, um, and the porn subscription service I use is called Belisa Plus, and they call it the Netflix for porn, actually. Yeah, that's
0: ours, actually. <laughs> it's officially the Netflix for porn. And it's like... Balisa? Belisa?
1: It's like made by women for women, wow. allegedly. And at first I was like, no, it's not. But now I'm like, oh, I don't know. Kind of, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah, made for ladies. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's it's nice. Um, and my uh, login is catscottvirtual at gmail.com. And my password is 69696969. So, eight eight uh characters times. Yeah.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Sounds great.
1: I give everybody my login because Netflix doesn't
0: Yeah. We don't we don't want you sharing your login. <laughs> but you'll never have to change it, but you can't share it. You'll never have to change it, but you can't share it. <laughs>
1: it's so weird.
0: Yep. Uh it's great. We're a great business. We're a great company uh as as the president of Netflix. Uh please watch Red Notice. Uh, please watch uh, the Gray Man. We're going all in on the Gray Man. We know y'all love the Gray Man, so you know enjoy three spin-off shows, uh, the Netflix the Gray Man original series, uh, five more Gray man films telling you everything you ever wanted to know about the Gray Man what we're uh, too afraid to ask. And uh, this isn't
1: about porn star Owen Gray, right? I have no idea what you're talking. What's about. What's the Gray man?
0: What's the Gray Man? It's is one it of our ne- one of the Netflix finest Netflix originals. Uh, it stars Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. It's directed by the Russo brothers. Um, apparently, everyone on Earth watched it except for Kevin. <laughs> I haven't gotten around to it yet.
1: Huh, I also didn't watch it. Um, also, my letterbox is my letterbox is Cat Scott, um, and it's October right now, right?
0: Uh yeah. This will go up in early
1: October. Ooh. Ooh, it's spooky season, so I'll probably have lists of. Fun spooky movies to watch. I don't watch as many like super scary movies, super but I've I've, wa- I've watched more as the time has nice. gone on. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh,
0: yeah. You can follow mine, uh, TV's Kevin, and uh, <laughs> I'm I I also watch a bunch of spooky movies this time of Kevin's year. Kevin's
1: really active on Letterbox. I do you be loving Letterbox. If you I haven't popped into TV's Kevin letterbox of tv's kevin Lanigan of netflix president of netflix, president TV's kevin netflix um it's good it's good co- i mean you like review things you give them start you rewatch. watch that you're very like on top of like what you watch and yeah, documenting it i do it
0: immediately archiving it that's why i didn't join letterbox for years because i knew i would be compulsive about it i knew this would happen yeah yeah, but anyway, it's helped me. It helps me a lot, uh, greatly, as uh, the president of Netflix, to know about all these films and and have my views uh, spread the world over.
1: I'm glad uh, you stay in touch with like your citizens. Yeah, with my way.
0: with my with my inner cinephile, which is so important when you're running a business like Netflix and producing great films like The Gray Man <laughs> uh, or The Starling, which I recently saw autoplay in a bar, and I was like. Melissa McCarthy and Chris O'Dowd. What is this? <laughs> uh, that's how many great offerings we have. I don't even know about all of them.
1: That's beautiful. Thank, thank you. Thank you for your service.
0: Uh, we'll be back next month, uh, November, uh, with another uh, couple episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and probably with a guest. Who will that guest be? Your guess is as good as mine. Um, and uh, until then, um... Love is like digging through a trash can, searching for old banana peels.
1: 100%. And happy spooky season. We finally did it. We got here. We waited all year to get here. Looks like we made it! I don't know what I'm going to be for Halloween.
0: I think I know what I'm going to be if I am anything. What are you be? I think I'm going to be Raccoon Cooey from uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Shut
4: up! Loves. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm
0: going to have a little raccoon on my head and wear like a chef's apron done
1: did i see that movie with you yeah and i like freaked out yeah you Um, loved raccoon i loved raccoon (laughs) i lost my shit
0: you fucking died i've i've rarely been with someone who reacted (laughs) as strongly to anything in a movie as you reacted to raccoon gooey
1: maybe i'll be uh who's the who's the guy with the chef hat in ratatouille i don't know What is the guy's name I don't know the guy's name.
0: I know who you're talking, I know that little fucking nerd. I know what he looks like, I don't know his name.
1: Maybe I'll be that
0: for Halloween. Hell yeah. Anyone can cook.
3: This is real deep beef from way back in the past Deeper than I'll put a foot up in the crack of your ass Come on, let's do this Your little pals can witness How vicious this Westchester alpha bitch is I'm straight up malicious A verbal curb stomper Since we were toddlers I've studied every chink in your armor And between your folks' divorce And that haircut on you I'm really not sure which one's the bigger Shonda That means disgrace I'm
4: translating for the goys Our lifelines have been parallel like corduroys But now we'll see whose bars will prevail In this beef up too hard as nails She brews from scars Girl. We've got a conflict of interest I'm about to give Levine the business Spitting venomous hate Penetrating her defenses
3: It's, it's a, a Jap, Jap battle!
2: A what? A Jewish American princess
3: Rap battle Daughters, Daughters of princess. Spittin' mad flow Finance Finance
4: from
2: offensive
3: Too bad yo Oh snap, it's a Yay. Jap battle rap!
4: Look, academically you could never catch me You were close but no match Scholastically, no how, no way I put
3: the OG in 5.0 GPA! Are you AP graded? Cause these days you look a bit heavily weighted And all your book cracking don't make up for the fact That I'm strapped with that killer instinct that you lack Sweetheart, here's what you're not understanding I'm street smart You mean cause you minored in urban planning? Bitch! I'm you. that tough act's a bluff so shake it bavaka shut the fuck up your temper you lost it oh cute like you're gonna lose this lawsuit but here's one category where you have no rival blowing frat guys with your a.e. pie hole and i banged your hedge fund manager
4: fiance back in college over winter holidays bathroom stall at the matzo ball and honestly i gotta say really not hot at all small dick rotten lay a jap back in my existence.
3: You're an asshole. From Golden Bridge to North Castle. wiping you off a map in this Jap battle rap. Bunch, you're a curse, you're a blight. We were frenemies at first spite. Think your verse is tight, then you're tripping like birthright. I'll wipe the mirth right off your fugly mug. And feel you full of slugs like a straight up thug. Uh, that word is racist, someone ought to tell you. Like me, I belong to the ACLU. Spare me, I'm a card carrying member. Plus, I spent a semester in Kenya, remember? Well, I volunteered in Ghana. Well, I guess I make this equal. Well, it's settled then. We're, we're both, both cool with black people. Cause we're liberals. Duh, progressive
4: as hell. Though, so so of course, course I, support I support Israel. Audra, wait, we share so many traits. Should we shake hands and erase the hate created by our mothers pitting us against each other for accolades and grades? We were egged on like Seder plates.
3: Nah, In summation, You left New York for this fucking shuttle. Now you're like, "Oh, Audra, let's settle. You want to get salty like the Dead Sea?" Word. Or call up the suit or you're Dead Sea word.